This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Welcome again to the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church. My name is Mark Vance. I do want to say uh, sorry a bit for some of the delays on our release of the Equip Podcast. Typically, we shoot for a Thursday release, but because of summer, vacations on my part, generally bad planning on my part. Sometimes these are getting recorded a little bit late, and so some of them are hidden on Friday and Saturday. I promise as we get back to the fall, we'll have a little bit more regular rhythm to that. But today, I just wanted to pause and kind of give a unique window into some of the things I'm praying for our church as we head into the fall. It'll serve in some ways, for those of you who are members at Cornerstone, as an update on all of what is going on as we head into the fall ministry season. But also, I hope it just serves as a, as a call to prayer for all of us. There's so much that is going on where we need God. I think of uh, Martin Luther who famously said that he would wake up and pray for hours in the morning because he was simply too busy not to pray. And I feel humbled every time I think of that. I certainly am not waking up praying hours in the morning. I'm trying to sleep all I can right now. But there's something in the heart of that, that sometimes we get so busy that we neglect prayer instead of thinking, oh, I am so busy, I have to ask the wisdom and blessing in God on this. And so that's kind of how I feel. Right now at Cornerstone, we're heading into a season where we're just too busy not to pray. And so I want to lift up some of these prayers today, and I want to invite you to pray some of them with me and invite you to participate in what God's doing there. And so all of this is grounded for me in kind of two I don't know. I I think there's probably two or three main categories that I'm praying for. I always have particular needs of particular people. I'll talk to folks in the lobby on Sunday and hear about a son or a daughter who is wayward, and I'll pray for those people, pray for particular needs in our congregation. And even recently, I've been praying for a lot of babies and families, praying for uh, baby Zeke Veer. He's been doing uh, great in Iowa City, if you haven't heard the story of baby Zeke, he was born to Courtney and Riley Veer. Courtney's our communications director at Cornerstone, but baby Zeke was born extremely premature at 23 weeks, which is remarkable that life can be sustained there. And he has been in the hospital in Iowa City. He's doing really well right now, but really well, well doesn't mean you're out of the woods when it comes to a really premature baby. So I'm still praying daily for baby Zeke Veer to grow, praying for a number of kids. Uh, recently, the roadies had a daughter who was hospitalized with RSV. She's recovering and doing well now, but that's a scary thing for a parent. And I'm also praying and rejoicing uh, with a new baby added to the Cornerstone family. Baby Tyson Roethlisberger was born on August the 10th, I believe. So Shane and Michelle welcomed in baby Tyson to their family, which we're super excited to meet him. But also he's on my heart to pray for because Shane, less than a month from now, will be packing up to travel to Africa to pick up their adopted son, Jordan, who had his visa issued. And so in the Roethlisberger household, we're praying for them, praying for grace for Michelle, for Shane, and for an incredible joy to overtake them as they welcome Tyson into their family. And so there's always those needs that are on my heart. And I hope that you have those two people who are near to you and dear to you that you pray for regularly. But beyond the presenting immediate, I, I, I generally am praying for kind of, I think of two areas. One is the posture of our heart 
the, the sort of soil, if you will, that we're going to plant gospel seeds in or that we're going to do ministry out of. It's a posture of the heart, but then I'm also praying for the activity of our hands as we reach out and as we try to bless and try to work for the gospel. So I'm going to pray first, like the thought I have is in heart posture, here's the three big things I'm praying. They're all grounded in Ephesians 3, where Paul says he kneels before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named and prays that he would grant, according to the riches of his glory, that we'd be strengthened with power in our inner being, that Christ would dwell in our hearts through faith, and that we would be rooted and established in love and able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width and height and depth of God's love, to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. And so that prayer, just reflecting on that, Paul doesn't pray first and foremost for the Ephesian church that their ministry activity would go out. He's praying for a certain posture of the heart because it's entirely possible to preach a gospel of grace and live out, in it, out of an exhausting culture of performance. And so, particularly as I pray for our church, I've been praying for us to be rooted and fueled by the gospel. We state that as a value for us, but I think it's, it is always a great temptation for us to move beyond and neglect the gospel driven by the latest fad. I think of Don Carson's quote often here, where he talks about how people are worried about the gospel being overtaken by heresy. And he says, I fear often that the gospel is not so much in danger by being overtaken by false teaching. I'm kind of paraphrasing his quote, but it's always in danger by being overtaken by relatively peripheral insights that have taken on too much weight. So he talks about causes, which can be good and godly in and of themselves. He talks about movements toward political causes, a certain style of worship, a certain program a church is offering. And he says, the great danger to the gospel, to us being fueled by the gospel, is often not that we are denying the gospel by heresy, but we're distracted from the gospel by things that are simply not as central. And so, I'm praying for our church to be rooted in the gospel for us to never move beyond that, for us to preach Christ every time we gather, for the words that come out of our mouths to be words of gospel grace, and for our hearts to be rooted and established in the love of Christ. And the second thing I pray for kind of related to that is that God would give us a song to sing together. I, I have a deep passion for corporate worship. I, whether you know this or not, I was actually a worship leader uh, that was my first paid job in ministry, was to lead worship at Sailorville Church. And I did that for nearly six years there. I loved it. I, I play the guitar. I love to sing. And I know maybe part of my desire to sing songs of worship with God's people is grounded in the fact that I was a worship leader. I, I think part of it also is grounded in the reality that over the past year and a half, we've had seasons where we were singing in our basements, watching TV church at home. And it just made me long for the gathering of God's people to worship in song. There's something incredibly important where we gather to obey what Ephesians 5 says, where we're going to sing to the Lord, but we're going to speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That there's a vertical dimension of worship, making melody in our hearts to God, but there's also a horizontal dimension where we are to speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. I just have a sense that God's people need to gather to sing. So I'm praying that God would give our church a heart to worship with God's people. 
uh, this fall. And then the other one about our heart posture is I'm praying for us to continue to explore what it would look like to be a faithful presence. And more and more, the, just the example and the posture of Daniel come to mind for me. I'm actually going to be preaching out of the book of Daniel to launch our fall in a couple weeks here at Cornerstone. And much of that is grounded in, I've just been thinking about Daniel the person. He was captured and taken, kidnapped, right? Taken into exile. He watched his culture, people he loved and knew, murdered and destroyed by the Babylonian Empire. And yet at the same time, Daniel would ultimately become a high-ranking official both in the Babylonian Empire and in the Persian Empire. He didn't just serve like a Republican and a Democrat. He served two completely different world powers as an exile who was kidnapped from his homeland. How did Daniel live faithfully in those places? Never compromising his convictions of following Yahweh, the true God, I mean, he was willing to be thrown in the lion's den rather than stop praying. But at the same point, while he never compromises his convictions, he is serving rulers who are evil and who he knows are evil because they killed his family. How does he do that? And so I want us to have that sort of posture of Daniel where we are so faithful in service that we're elevated to places of leadership but yet also so convictionally grounded that we never move beyond that identity. It's just so helpful as a prayer. So I'm praying for us to be rooted in the gospel, worshiping Jesus with songs of praise as we gather, and faithful in our presence, that we would live by the principles of Daniel as we interact in the world. And my heart is, if that's our heart posture, I want that to overflow out with our hands acting, moving out in ministry into the community. And so as I think about what I'm praying for at ministry activity, let me give a couple of highlights, and I'd love you to pray for these things. I'm praying for wisdom and steadiness as we lead through the uncertainties of COVID and the Delta variant. I recorded podcasts on now and then principles. I'd really encourage you to go back. That kind of guards and guides how we approach this at Cornerstone. But particularly when I'm praying for wisdom. Yes, I'm praying for us. I'm also just praying for this for those who lead in government, in public officials, those who make decisions at Iowa State University and universities across the country. Now is a time where we have to avoid making hysterical judgments on anecdotal stories. We're going to have to be grounded in what are the wisest decisions we can make about how to live with this virus. And I'm praying for wisdom and really for steadiness, that people would not overreact, but they would be steady. Those in leadership wouldn't bend to the winds of change that will blow at them. They'll just be steady, praying for that. Beyond that, I'm praying also for partnership that we've been able to establish for the good of Ames and for Story County at large. And in particular, I'm just going to highlight a few of these partnerships where we are trying to be the people of Jesus who come and do good works so that our Father in heaven would get the glory, so people would see through our lives His light. And I'm going to highlight a few. I'm praying for an impact in our school system and through our youth. 
I'm praying for Cornerstone Youth, for our middle school and high school ministries as they head into the fall, that the students who are part of those ministries who know and love Jesus would be salt and light in the schools. But beyond that, we have incredible opportunities that are present. We're helping to start a mentoring program um, in our public schools with leaders in our community. We've been asked to be part of that. That's a great blessing. We want to bless our schools. We want to care for kids. We want to care for teachers. Man Alive was last year hard on kids and teachers and students and in the midst of all the school district and tumult and all of that, we're just praying for their good and we want to partner for that. And so there's some opportunities there that we're praying for specifically. I'm praying for Celebrate Recovery when it comes to partnership for good in our community, that we would be working with people who are healing from hurts, habits, hangups, and addictions, and that that ministry would continue to grow and to thrive. I'm praying for a new uh, learning center. We have a new early child care center that is getting ready to launch at Cornerstone in this month of August with a particular goal of providing uh, child care that is both faithful and good, but also richly exposing families to the good news of Jesus. But this child care center particularly is targeted to help people who maybe might not be able to get their kids into another center, might not be able to afford uh, child care. And we're trying to help out in that way. That's been a great joy. I'm praying for the counseling center. Guys, we have 13 therapists now who are working at the Cornerstone Counseling Center. We are adding more, it feels like, almost every month under the leadership of Steve Jones. And I'm so thankful for Steve. I'm so thankful for the team of therapists that are there. They're doing so much good gospel work. And we're praying about new opportunities there. Should we open a second location? Should we partner with other organizations, with schools, with Iowa State? What can we do to continue to bless, to do good in the name of Jesus through the Counseling Center? And on this note, I just want to also put a plug in there to say, it just should bring us an awareness that there are huge mental health needs underneath the surface in our community and communities across our country. Just anecdotally, our we met recently with a representative from the Ames Police Department, who's their mental health advocate, Julie Saxton, who, by the way, is an amazing person, and Ames PD is doing incredible work, incredible work to serve our community, particularly those affected by mental health issues. And she mentioned that in their call volume, a typical year, you might have 900 calls into the police department connected to, on some level, a mental health crisis. We're on track in this year for over 2,000 of those in our community a more than double increase inside of a calendar year. That just gives you one little sense of what we see every day in the counseling center of a growing crisis of mental health. And we're just trying to be part of providing a good and Christ-centered solution to people. And then another thing that I'm praying for in terms of partnership is partnership with other churches in this community. I've just been so tremendously blessed. I was a been invited to go and be part of a kind of Ames pastors gathering where we pray for one another and being able to form friendships there. And particularly, I just think of like Turan over at BCC, who's just a dear brother from Body of Christ Church. Who just He's a godly guy, encourages me every time I talk to him. And I think of Moses Ward, Robert Knight, the team over at Friendship Baptist, who we were able to partner with them to put on that Hope in Christ event. And we've got a community event even coming up that we're doing in partnership on August 22nd, 6.30 p.m. at Banshell Park in Ames. We're going to just do a community service of prayer with the evangelical churches in town. 
And we're just trying to say, as we come out of COVID and come into the fall, we want to pray together. And I've just been tremendously blessed. I, I thank God for the work he's doing through our local church at Cornerstone, but we're not the only church that loves Jesus in this town. And I'm so glad to see the flourishing of the other churches of gospel witness here and just want to continue to work for their good too. And so that's all underneath this heading of partnership. Here's one thing I'm praying in that too. There's so many needs and opportunities, it's overwhelming. Um, We want to meet as many as we can, but we want to be wise. We want to be focused so that we ask not just where's the need, but where's God's call. And we want to be sensitive to that. And so God give us wisdom, right? Okay, I'm praying. This may seem obvious, but I am praying for the launch of Salt Company at Iowa State University this fall. I am like giddy with excitement to see college students coming back to Ames, even if it means the traffic, even if it means there's like under stock shelves at Walmart. I love the college students. I love the town. I love when the university's kicked in. Our, t- our football team is top 10 in the country. I cannot believe this. Iowa State University. Oh man, it's going to be a great year. So I'm praying for the thriving of Iowa State and, the, and inside of their thriving, the thriving of Salt Company. I want to see freshmen come to know Jesus. I want to see student leaders engage with their peers. And so I'm looking forward to on August 22nd, again, that Sunday, August 22nd, we have a freshman kickoff that we will be starting to advertise about at Cornerstone. And then I'm super excited to see August 26th, Thursday night, we will at 8 p.m. have a Salt Company kickoff. And here's the kicker. We haven't done this before. We're going to have that Thursday night kickoff at the building at Cornerstone. Kind of helps us in light of some weather concerns, you know, COVID concerns, all sorts of those things. And we're able to control a little bit more here at our facility. And so we're going to have that Thursday, August the 26th. And if you pray for anything, just pray that the harvest would be plentiful and the gospel would be powerful. Our staff team is working hard right now. Our student leaders are going to come back and reach out to their peers. And we're praying for God to give growth there. Beyond Salt Company locally, I'd be remiss not to continue to pray for the work of God through Salt Company, both nationally and globally. I'm praying particularly globally. Pray for Clint Miranda Robinson and the team in Bangkok, Thailand. That team is just getting off the ground. They're doing great. But I also want to pray for God's favor. We have a number of missionary teams that because of the spread of COVID and the way governments across the world would would react in countries where there's little to no vaccine access, at least nothing like what we have here, we still have a lot of the world that's much more shut down than us. And so I'm praying for teams that are in the holding pattern, that would love to be on a flight going overseas to share the good news that they would not grow weary in doing good and lose heart. Nationally, I'm praying for our two new churches coming out in the Salt Network. Mercy Hill Church planted out of Candeo in partnership with the Salt Network. Ernie Benoit and his team there, they're in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm praying for Luke Peterson, Kyle, Harrison, Lydia, the whole crew that we just had the privilege of sending out from Cornerstone Church in Ames as they're going out to Columbus. I'm just asking that God would establish the work of their hands and that the good news would ring out in those cities. They'd see a fruitful gospel witness established. And then last thing that has really been on my mind in terms of ministry activity is I'm just praying for the health of kids and families at Cornerstone. We have so much kids ministry that we're planning to relaunch as we come into the fall. We've had a wonderful summer, vacation Bible school, kids at camp again, all of those sorts of things. But it, it has been a hard year on kids and families. 
juggling all sorts of different school arrangements. What do we do with this? And so we just want to have a wonderful year of ministry to kids and families. And so I'm praying for a lot in that area as well. There's so much I'm neglecting. Oh my word. I feel terrible about it. If you could walk the halls today of the office at Cornerstone with me, you'd see people planning for an international friendship connection, our IFC kickoff for international students. You'd see global teams planning trips going on, our youth ministry brainstorming, our local missions department working on that, technology team setting up computers, our musicians working to plan out services of worship, everyone humming along, working hard, prepping, praying, asking that God would establish the work of our hands. And so pray with me as we head into this fall. Pray first and foremost for the posture of our heart to be rooted so deeply in the gospel that when people prick us, we bleed Jesus. And beyond that, pray for the overflow of activity that gospel full hearts would lead a fruitful ministry for the sake of Jesus, for the good of our community and for the gospel to go out. God bless you guys. Just looking forward to this fall of ministry at Cornerstone and praying along with you that God would truly be gracious and grant fruit to our labor.